What's up, everybody? I'm New Kennedy, and this is New Kennedy's World. What's up, everybody? New Kennedy here. It is May 5th, 2018. So I feel a lot better, especially from the last episode um, recorded. I'm pretty sure you can hear it in my voice, you know, getting back to normal here. Um, I want today I wanted to talk about Avengers Infinity War. Now I was gonna record something uh, last weekend. I didn't want to spoil anything. I saw the movie twice. I'm probably gonna go watch it a third time to be honest with you. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and jump right into the show. I'm gonna cover lots of topics, possible spoilers, and kind of the future of what's you know Marvel setting up for phase four. So uh, stick around and welcome to the show. Welcome back to New Kennedy's World. I am your host, New Kennedy. And today's discussion, we're going to talk about Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. So I saw the movie twice. That's how you know much I love the movie. And I'm probably going to watch it a third time, to be honest with you, because I'm just a huge fan. And I want to make sure I'm supporting them in every single way, shape, and form. But um, my official review of the movie, I posted it on my Instagram, on my personal page. And I just talked about how diverse the characters were. I just talked about how each individual character had their own, you know, personal screen time to where it kind of went over their story and kind of did a recap of everything prior. And I love how they, you know, they humanized, I mean, the main villain, Thanos. I mean, you could relate to what he was trying to do and relate, you know, you can basically feel what he was going through, man. I mean, that was intense. That movie was just insane. It was emotional roller coaster. I mean, there was action packed. It was everything you would want in not only a superhero movie, but an action, you know, summer action blockbuster. So, congratulations to Kevin Feige and everybody over at Marvel. You guys are doing an amazing job, and I'm so excited for this new upcoming phase four. So, back into the uh, discussion here, I want to talk about a couple of different subjects. Um, spoilers, you know, just giving you guys a heads up. I'm going to have to get into that ter- that territory here. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, you might not want to listen to this. So I'm giving you guys a kind of a heads up right now. Just go ahead and turn it off because I'm going to talk about a couple of things that are probably going to spoil it for you. At this time, it's kind of hard not to see, you know, something that's spoiler related, especially on social media, because there's tons of people that are constantly posting videos or sneaking into theaters and recording and just basically blowing it for everybody who hasn't seen it. And those people deserve to die horrible deaths by Thanos. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm not going to do that for you guys. So if you take the opportunity right now, just go ahead and turn it off. Come back after you watched it, and then we can discuss this. So let's jump right into it. The first spoiler that I was really shocked about was the return of the Red Skull. So when Thanos went to, um, and I can't recall the name of the planet, after he uh, captured um, the Reality Stone from the Collector, and he basically took Gamora and convinced her to, you know, uh, tell him where the soul stone was, the location of the soul stone. I was really shocked of how that whole, that whole thing played out, to be honest with you. But I was even more shocked to find out that the Red Skull was still alive. And that, to me, was a huge spoiler. And even at the time, the movie was filled with so much action and plot twists and emotion that I don't think people really fully realized who it was or recognize the magnitude of this character returning 
So I just thought that was very interesting. The Red Skull, everybody knows that um, in the Captain America movie, the first Avenger, he was holding the Tesseract at the end of the movie and the Cosmic Cube basically beamed him up and transported him to this planet. And I can't remember the name for the life of me right now, but transferred him to this planet and he became the keeper of the soul stone well in the movie we were all led to believe that he had died or that he was disintegrated or whatever so the fact that he's back is really shocking and really exciting because now they can do the whole masters of evil they can go you know they can do a cabal movie and they can get you know other villains from other you know movies and kind of form their little super group or whatever if, if they wanted to but if they don't, I'm okay with that because the Red Skull can pretty much hold his own. So that, to me, was one of the first things that popped up in my head, especially, uh, you know, for the scene that followed when uh, Thanos sacrificed Gamora to obtain the Soul Stone. That was intense. Uh, the other thing uh, I wanted to talk about were the deaths and what that means for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So... A lot of people were really shocked and surprised that the Russos decided to kill off as many characters as they did. And I hate to say it, but I'm happy they did that because I think they said uh, Anthony Russo or Joe Russo said in an interview, you know, when when you give uh, when you meet certain expectations. So when there's an audience and they already know what to expect and they already know that the heroes are going to win and they already know that probably nobody's going to die. They're going to get banged up pretty bad, but nobody's going to die. So you kind of, you know, expect stuff. Well, they did. They gave us something straight out of left field. And I'm pretty it's pretty safe to say that it worked, man. And I mean, this movie is doing insane numbers across the world and the U.S. So. I believe it's opening weekend. It opened up at almost 200 million in the U.S. And literally around the world was at like 620 million. And that was like in a weekend. So, I mean, if I don't know if those were numbers that were expected or what. But, I mean, if it's already been, been out for a week, I'm, it's safe to say that that movie's already at a billion. Or is at least at the, the number that was estimated, which is 600-something million. That is insane. So... What do these deaths mean for the uh, future of the MCU? So a lot of people are like really skeptical. They're thinking that these people are really permanently dead, that they're or they're going to be, uh, you know, uh, brought back to life and revived for you know some way or somehow. There's a lot of different rumors and speculations going out there on the internet right now. I'm here to talk about some of them. So for the most part, everybody knows that there's going to be sequels coming out to like Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is set to get a third installment, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So. There's all these, you know, sequels that are coming out and a lot of people are like, oh, they can't be dead or because they got a sequel coming out or oh, they're probably going to come back somehow. But that may be true. But for the most part, you got to understand this movie and the next movie. I mean, that's pretty much it for the whole, you know, 10 years that's been building up to this point. So if they decide to keep people dead or have them stay dead or if. You know, for some reason, they bring back some of them, but not all of them. They're permanently gone. I mean, they can always bring them back because it's a comic book movie. But for the most part, they made it clear that, you know, this movie was going to have serious consequences. And I'm okay with that. You know, I want to see a different lineup. You know, I, I really want to see Wolverine pop up in an Avengers. I want to see him do a new Avengers, a Secret Avengers, Secret Wars. I want to see all that stuff. So 
I'm okay with them, you know, killing off Chris, uh, what's his name, Chris, uh, well, all of them, shit, the uh, Chris Evans and all those guys' characters off because their contracts are up, and, you know, even if Robert Downey doesn't even show up in another movie, but maybe in a flashback, or just as a, as, as a, you know, secondary, like a role model role or something like that to Peter, I'll be okay with that, um, but for the most part, you know, these deaths, I mean, this is, it was huge, I mean, a lot, nobody was expecting that, within the first five minutes of the movie, you know, Thanos had already killed um, Heimdall and Loki. <laughs> I mean, and then he whooped the Hulk. So I think everybody was really shocked, you know, with all the deaths. And to be honest with you, as far as Spider-Man's concerned, uh, I have a theory of my own, to be honest with you. I know that Marvel is working with Sony to have them have uh, Spider-Man in the MCU. But we don't know what the terms are or how many, you know, what the contract entails as far as how many movies Spider-Man can actually appear in in the MCU. So, one of the theories that I was saying is maybe this is Marvel's way of ending their contract with Sony so that way uh, Sony or Spider-Man would go back to Sony, no strings attached. They had him in there, they killed him off in Infinity War. Now he goes back and starts his whole Spider-Man universe, you know, Spider-Verse or whatever you want to call it with Sony. They get a clean slate. That explains what happened to Spider-Man in the MCU. And if they bring in a different, you know, type of Spider-Man, maybe let, let's say if they did that, let's say they sacrificed Peter Parker's rights and, and everything to go, or properties to go back to Sony, maybe Sony said, you know what? If you give us Peter Parker, we'll give you Miles Morales. So who knows what that deal could potentially mean for Phase 4. We may get that Spider-Man Homecoming 2 movie or whatever the title is going to be, that movie may take place before the events of Infinity War. So we don't know that. So when everybody's, all oh, Spider-Man's going to come back, he may not come back. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I love Peter Parker. I love the character. I love everything that goes along with that. But let's be honest, Sony owns, I mean, anything Spider-Man related, Sony owns. And they're probably not going to part with that. So I think that even if they do kill Spider-Man off, the character Peter Parker in the MCU... Everything reverts back to Sony. Sony says, "You know what? You gave us Peter Parker back. Here's Miles Morales." They throw the you know Marvel a bone. Guess what? With all the events and cosmic events and all these different alternate rea realities going on, you know, it w I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in a new Spider-Man, a rendition of Spider-Man, have Miles Morales come in, and that to me would be cool, and I'm okay with that. Um, you know, as far as the other deaths, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. Guardians of the Galaxy could take place with you know either right after or after Avengers 4. So we don't really know what to expect. Right now, Rocket's the only one that's alive. So that's kind of crazy. Um, Iron Man, you know, I guess Doctor Strange looked into the future and saw the only way of defeating Thanos was to make sure or ensure Tony Stark was, you know, alive and he had to be a part of that so he sacrificed himself and the rest of you know the universe to make sure that they came up with a way to defeat Thanos in the end and I, the character development for Thanos was amazing I mean we all knew that eventually he was going to come in and wreck everything and boy did he do that the Black Order delivered Thanos delivered I mean I'm getting excited to the point where I'm I just want to go watch the movie right now after talking about it so those are all the deaths in uh, Avengers Infinity War. There's lots of different ones. So 
the next subject I want to talk about was Thanos 1. You know, what's next for Thanos in the MCU? What's going to be the next thing or next step, you know, for uh, Kevin Feige and the Russos in explaining the story, which is Infinity War or, you know, Infinity Gauntlet? You know, he won. He accomplished his goal. You know, he wiped out 50% of all life across the universe to try to balance it. And, um, you know, he, he, you saw at the, at the end of the movie, he was content with himself. He basically just sat there and it looked like a, like some kind of planet and he like a farmer and he's just sitting there. I mean, everybody knows that that image, that rendition of, of Thanos was from the infinity storyline. So, um, what's next for him? I mean, I, I don't look at him as being a normal antagonist with, you know, small motives. I mean, he really accomplished a lot in that one movie. So to bring him in and maybe try to tie him into a bigger or greater threat, I don't know how you do that once you reach a God level status. You know what I mean? He's, he's basically, um, what's the word, uh, omnipotent at that point. And he can pretty much do anything. But the Infinity Gauntlet did look damaged at the end of the movie. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see to find out. You know, and the other thing I want to talk about uh, are the resurrections. I know I kind of talked about that with the deaths. But uh, how will Avengers reverse or save the universe, you know, uh, after the events of Infinity War? So, one of the theories that I had... And this is my own theory. I don't know if anybody else... I haven't really done research on it. This is just my own opinion and my theory. But um, I remember when uh, Rocket, Groot, and Thor were on that little planet or whatever, that little uh, space station with the dwarf. And they saw the mold for the Infinity Gauntlet after he uh, they created the... Um, what is it? Storm... Was it Stormbreaker? I forget his new name. The new name for his axe... Uh, they had the mold there. So, obviously, Thanos talked, you know, uh, what is it, Peter Dinklage, Dirklage, I can never say his name, his character, into forging the Infinity Gauntlet for him. So, one of my theories is uh, for, for, there's going to be time travel involved. They may go and travel to before the dwarf actually created and forged the Infinity Gauntlet and then forge one for themselves and then try to race him to use the other infinity stones or because they already know dr strange has the time stone so all they have to do is get the infinity gauntlet and they, they have the mind stone and the time stone and then somehow reverse you know uh what thanos did by either killing him or taking a page right out of the comic books and having nebula or uh gamora uh you know wield it and reverse everything so that's one of the questions that, you know, a lot of people are asking, but that's one of the potential, you know, uh, things I think that that could happen with that. Um, the other one is Avengers four title and villains. I know that there's a lot of different, a lot of speculation out there in regards to the next title for the movie. Everybody's saying it's end game. Everybody's saying it's gauntlet. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know what it's going to be. I don't really have any ideas of what any potential names could be for that. It's kind of hard uh, after this whole, you know, onslaught of <laughs> events and things that have happened in this movie to even, I can't even think of one name that would fit that. 
if they want to call it Endgame, so be it. If it's the end of the MCU and the beginning of this whole new cinematic universe or whatever they want to call it, that's great. I'm down. Um, I would support it regardless. Kevin Feige's proven to me over and over again that they know what they're doing. I trust completely in him and the Russos to deliver. And uh, they've been saying that the stakes are going to be a lot higher in this next movie. So as far as, you know, the resurrections and what they could do to, you know, um, correct any, uh, correct all the deaths and correct all the destruction that Thanos did in Infinity War. If it has something to do with the microverse or, you know, all, whatever Ant-Man and the Wasps are going to kind of go off of in their next movie, who knows? But I'm actually open to all of it. Now, as far as villains, I really would like to see Dr. Doom appear. I know that the acquisition of Fox is, is kind of going in, or it's in the works and I don't know how long it's going to take. They're talking about 2020. 2021 to through 25 or whatever but i would really like to see a dr doom i'd really like to see galactus i would really like to see kang the conqueror for those of you who are not familiar with kang he is a time traveling tyrant from the 41st century who has gone in time back in time to conquer different time periods and and, and uh, worlds and finally he gets to the avengers and they stop him so he keeps going back into the future and um you know uh, assembling this uh, like a massive army to attack and that's the whole point of the whole mo- uh, of his whole storyline as he keeps going back in time con- trying to conquer the avengers and fails and goes back and what's crazy is that there's so much you can do with that because it plays off the whole time travel uh scenarios so you have doctor strange you have all these alternate realities you have you know with the time stone and you have now that you have um the infinity gauntlet in play you can create these alternate alternate realities where there's a different type of threat and it'd be more of like a genghis khan type you know feel to him but he's just techno uh technology i can't even say this word uh he's just advanced uh, especially with all his weapon his future uh tech and weapons so that'd be cool to have uh king the conqueror there or even a Galactus. We know Adam Warlock's coming in. I mean, they're going to play off this whole, you know, uh, cosmic universe. And uh, there's there's lots of different threats they could use. Annihilus, that's another one. I really like the Annihilus storyline in the comic books. And um, that would actually be a really cool tie-in if they had, like, that whole uh, negative zone, you know, Annihilus. And they can introduce the Fantastic Four. That would be really cool. Um, but that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, I covered a lot. I know you guys have probably seen a lot of this stuff online. Social media is crawling with spoilers, crawling with reviews. I mean, there's more people out there that probably get into a little bit more in depth. And to be honest with you, I'm okay with that. I mean, these guys have done their homework. Uh, I just, from a fan's perspective and from someone who's kind of grew up with this, this is kind of more along uh, along the lines of just a general, you know, discussion and things that I'm excited about. And so some of the theories I just wanted to share with you about you know going forward and what to expect but for the most part guys this is my show this is new kennedy's world i made this one a little bit longer um you know i i got some advice and like you know what man you should make them you know 20 30 minutes and could i talk for 20 30 minutes an hour you know probably could but i want to keep i want to keep them short and sweet so if i can you know keep them under 20 or keep them under 30 i mean i'm gonna do it if i can make them 10 minutes long you know, I'm probably going to do it. So anyways, thank you guys for supporting the the show, the podcast. 
Uh, follow me on my Instagram at New Kennedy's World. I post a lot of media content, things like that on there. Or follow me on my personal page, New Kennedy One. I talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I don't post all the time, like as much as I used to. Um, but I'm on there. And to be honest with you, I appreciate all the support and the followers. So, yeah, you guys have a great day. As always, one love. And you guys keep it moving. What's up, guys? New Kennedy here. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I want to know and hear about you and your stories so that way I can talk about it on my podcast. You can follow me at New Kennedy One as well as New Kennedy's World. Thank you for listening.